Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Books, Love, and Fairy Dust. I'm your host, Jenna. I'm your host, Sophie. We are back this week with another episode. We took a little week break because we were together in person. We were. Five days, Sophie came to visit me, and we had a grand old time. It was something. (laughs) I I feel like being back is so weird because I'm obviously so used to being around you. Now I'm like, "Mm, I have to live my life without Jenna. Yeah, (laughs) I literally like waved her and her boyfriend off at the airport and I was like (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah my apartment is very quiet now and very empty I didn't realize how much space I had until you guys left I was like whoa whoa yeah might be a part of me organizing your bookshelves with you (laughs) maybe yeah Sophie was like we're doing these bookshelves happening and I was like okay at midnight (laughs) literally Yeah, that was that was forced upon me. But it was fun, and now it's all organized. Yeah. But Sophie was a little tourist for five days, and I got to show her around the city a little bit, spend an ungodly amount of money, and... Very true. We read Hofast together, House of Flame and Shadow by Sarah J. Mass, the new Crescent City 3 book, which we will eventually have an episode on once more time has passed, more people have read it. It'll be spoiler. And, so yeah, and we can form our thoughts on yeah, I'm still recovering. Yeah. <laughs> still piecing things together. But anyways, for today's episode, um, we are doing a little January wrap-up, which if you follow us on our Instagrams, we do every month via pictures. But now that we are doing this, we thought, why not do a January wrap-up? And we'll tell you every book we read, what we rated it, our favorites. And then I think we both have some honorable mentions for the month, ones that were really good and we really loved, but were not our favorites or didn't make it onto the favorites list. Um, so I'm going to I'm gonna let Sophie take it away. All right. So I think we actually read the same amount this month, 20 books. Yeah. Yeah. Which is Crazy. weird. I did, um, to preface this i did read a good amount of novellas this month because i was finishing up the shadow me series and then abby jimenez and um ashley poston released little mini short stories that i read um in one sitting and there's a few other ones that i want to get to but um so i'll be kind of dividing it and that's how i did it on my instagram too like i have full books and then i have novellas and novellas um are a little bit harder for me to rate because i it's very rare that I read a novella and I'm like this is a five-star book I'm gonna be thinking about this like I have a few novellas that kind of stuck with me but um I think as a general consensus a lot of the book community kind of rates novellas um not lower but just like less than average I guess because it's not a full book and you don't get the full experience um but yeah so going into it started off my month finishing the Shadow Me series so I read Restore Me which I believe is the fourth book in the series um and i rated that 4.25 and then i read defy me and i rated that a four star and then i read last call at the local which is a new release this month and i really really like this book i will talk about it in a little bit but i read it i rated it 4.25 stars and then i read the last book in the shadow me series imagine me and i gave that three stars (laughs) um i read nanny for the neighbors by lily gold i rated that a 4.5 stars love that book 
Um, I did a reread of Out on a Limb, which is Infinity Stars, who's surprised. I will not be elaborating too much on this because I've talked about this book probably a million times and we only have, what, this is our fifth episode. So I don't think anybody else needs to hear it again. <laughs> um, and then I did get the lucky opportunity to read um, the advanced reader copy of Bride by Allie Hazelwood. And that is a five-star book. I'll talk about it in a little bit as well. Um, and then I read The Co-op by Tara Dewitt, and I read rated that a four-star. Um, Wait For It by Mariana Zapata is a five-star book. Love it. Um, I did reread Book Lovers. I read Book Lovers probably pretty early on into my reading journey, and it did not necessarily... I don't think I read it at the right time, and so I really wanted to reread it, especially now that I have read... Um, three of Emily Henry's books and I was like I know Emily Henry's writing I understand her now I understand this is like women's fiction mixed with romance it has other elements that aren't in a regular romance book so I really wanted to reapproach it and it became an infinity star rating um I was not surprised that I enjoyed it so much the second time around because I had a very strong inkling that I would that I you know would and I really like this book and I will be talking about that later too um i also got the art copy of business casual by bk borison within the love light farm series i gave that a five star um the book of asriel which we both read this month by amber nicole amazing infinity star book for me personally um and then i started listening to the prison healer series so i read the prison healer and i gave that a four star and then i read the gilded cage which is the second book in the series i gave that a 4.25 star and then i read house flame and shadow and that is a five star for me and then going into the novellas i'll touch briefly on these i read three of the shatter me novellas i read shadow me and that is 3.5 stars. And then Reveal Me, which is three stars. Believe Me, which is the last novella. And I gave that four star. And then I read the mini short stories. Um, the Worst Best Man by Abby Jimenez was a four star for me. And With Any Luck by Ashley Ponson was a three star for me. All right. So now I'll let Jenna take it away with her list. This one's a all over the place. Um <laughs> I'm going to preface this by saying, and as I've mentioned before, I am a very easy to please person. does not take a lot for a book to be a five star for me. I am a very lenient rater. That doesn't mean that the books aren't good, but I also am a very much emotional rater. So take that into account with the books that I'm talking about, what I'm rating them. If you thought they sucked or if they were three star for you, okay, for me, they were five stars. I don't know. <laughs> so just just take that into account. I'm not saying that these are the best books ever written, but to me, they were a grand old time. All right. So like Sophie said, we both read 20 books. I started off the month with Before I Let Go by Kennedy Ryan, which is a five-star read, maybe an infinity star. I'm still sitting on that, trying to decide. Love that book so, so much. Um, you Never Forget Your Worst by Millie Perez, which was four stars. That book was a ride. And then I finished off the Gold Rush Rant series by Elsie Silver with The Front Runner and A False Start, which were both five-star reads for me. I love those. Those are my two favorites out of the series. Rootbound by Tara DeWitt, which was five stars. Love that book. And then I finished the Bergman Brothers series with Everything for You, If Only You, and Only and Forever, which was an arc by Chloe Lee, and those were all five stars because, of course, they were. 
Okay, and then I read Bride by Allie Hazelwood. I got an arc of that as well, and that was, of course, a five-star read. I love that book so much. And then I read Jasper and Cooper by Lulu Moore, um, which are part of the New York Player series. Jasper was four stars, and Cooper was 3.75 stars. Um, Cooper just wasn't for me. Um, I have thoughts, but I won't share them. Um, and then I read Faking with Benefits by Lily Gold, which is five stars. I literally, I don't care. Lily Gold writes the best reverse harems ever. Like, she'll make you ball your eyes out and also be, like, sweating at the same yeah. time. <laughs> Wait for It by Mariana Zapata was a reread for me. It was a five-star read initially. Rereading it was an infinity star for me. It's probably one of my favorite love stories ever in my favorite Mariana Zapata book. Love that book so, so much. And then I read An Arc of Ready or Not by Cara Bastone, which comes out this month on February 13th. Yeah. Um, that was an infinity star read for me. I freaking love that book and I cannot wait till we can talk about it more in depth because we both love that. Sophie was like begging me to read this book and yeah. I was like, I'll get to it eventually. And then I did. And I was like, oh my God, I should have read this so much longer ago. And then I got another arc of Happily Never After by Lynn Painter, which I gave 4.5 stars. It's a average Lynn Painter book, you know, same vibe as the love wager or even better than the movies but it's not YA it was a really fun time I enjoyed it and then I read business casual by BK Borison which was an arc that's a six star read for me maybe an infinity star I'm still thinking about it but I really loved the ADHD representation in that book I really resonated with Charlie's character um the X-Files an arc by Jessica Joyce that was six stars again maybe an infinity star I'm still thinking about it the Book of Azrael and Throne of Broken Gods by Amber V. Nicole. Those were together an infinity star for me. I freaking love those books. And then House of Flame and Shadow by Sarah J. Mass, which was five stars. That's it. That's, that's all I read this month. You uh, had a great reading month. Like comparing the two, I feel like I got into not necessarily a slump, but I got into kind of like a I don't know what I'm doing. I think that this month was both, it was weird for both of us considering having House of Flame and Shadow come out on basically the last day of the month. And then like, you know, the preparation of us going to like going to be together. It was a lot of like the lead up and the build up of like, can I even read right now? Like, I'm so excited internally that like, how can I just like go and like read books, you know? So um, I know that I got like pretty busy at some points in this month too that kind of took away from my reading time and um I definitely I read a lot but I also read novellas so I'm not like like realistically I read like 15 full books and um there's nothing like I don't talk about like we briefly touch on it like our reading speeds and like how much we read in a month I don't try to sit there and like think about it because I want to just enjoy the books I'm reading um but I've definitely I went back to school this month and it definitely hit me it definitely hit me <laughs> yeah yeah it was definitely an odd month for me and I typically read about a book a day so typically my wrap-ups are any like at least 20 books like it's anywhere between the 20 and 30 range which is an insane amount and 20 books is still a lot for a month um I'm not upset about it but it was definitely an odd month like the fact that there would be days where I'm like I don't know what to read next like I think I genuinely experienced my first like mini book slump in January yeah like people are like oh calls it a book slump but still reads 20 books in a month I'm like but do you understand that that's a book slump for me 
like a yeah. book like it's it's different for everybody you know yeah for me 20 books is like that's a book slump for me so that was like I was like oh my god do I not do I hate reading now I was like did I do I sell all my books like I was freaking out a little bit but whatever it's it's such a scary feeling like book slumps are so scary because genuinely I've had that thought so many times I'm like let's not let's let's not think about the fact that this could just be a hyper fixation and it's ending right now like I can't do that I can't I genuinely can't fathom that especially for me with like ADHD like I go through phases with things so strongly and I was like I was so for sure reading was not a hyper fixation for me which it isn't but when I went into like my little mini book slump I was like is all this for nothing like do I have a podcast and all these freaking books on my shelves and I actually like don't ever want to read again I was actually like shitting my pants a little bit yeah we're all good I read a book I read my first book of I read two books in February three how many books have I read this month I don't even know <laughs> I started reading again after House of Flame and Shadow and I was like okay I'm fine I just yeah a moment. okay so let's go into our favorites of the month I think that um if you know us we typically try to talk about things that we love in books rather than things that we didn't like. Um, I don't want to sit there and be talking about why I gave a book four stars rather than why don't I talk about the books that I would lay my life down for. Exactly. So <laughs> to start off my list, and it is on Jenna's as well, we have Bride by Allie Hazelwood. And this actually comes out tomorrow. As we're filming this tomorrow, yeah. Um, I have a feeling a lot of people are going to like this book. Um, I think that a lot of the criticism for Allie Hazelwood has recently or in the last few years has been her books are similar. And I really think that they were just looking at the love hypothesis and the love on the brain and were trying to find similarities between the two. Um, But I do think that this is a, honestly, it feels like a whole new genre that Miss Allie Hazelwood is crafting here. It is so, it was such a unique story and it had me so interested and I didn't know necessarily if it was fantasy or paranormal romance when I was going into it. I kind of, um, I'm the type of person that like, I don't really like reading the back of books unless I'm like at the bookstore trying to buy it and seeing if I like it. Um, especially if it's by like an author that's like an autobi author. I'm like, let me go in blind. Mm-hmm. I'm going to know little to nothing about this book. Um, And that's what I did with Bride. I knew it was a marriage of convenience. I knew that there was some enemies to lovers. I knew it was a vampire and a werewolf, but it delivered a lot more than I initially thought um, was going to be included in the book. And it was amazing. I, I still can't stop thinking about it. I think Misery was such a interesting character to read about and from like the perspective of. Um, I really like how she did um, in the beginning of the chapter. She had little thoughts from the male main character, Lo, and I think that was a really unique aspect she added into the book without providing his point of view. It is single point of view and not dual, but you see like his little thoughts and you're like, oh, this man's obsessed. He is obsessed with her. So I really liked reading that part and there was mystery in it there were you know the supernatural elements to it because there's its vampires and werewolves um as someone that loved loves all those things i love twilight i love things like this and we know miss Allie hazelwood does as well um she did it justice the tension was so good like i was basically begging on my knees to 
get to the part where they got together. Um, and she left a pretty open-ended ending. So I'm interested to see, and I'm hoping that it turns into a series in the future. And yeah, I'm very excited for people to read this. I think a lot of people will really like this book. I don't really know what I'm supposed to add to that, but you kind of took every thought out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really love this book. I read it basically in one sitting. I couldn't put it down. Me and Sophie were like, yeah, well, buddy, read this. And then I was like, no, I'm sorry. You're sleeping and I'm continuing. I can't put this book down. Um, I really, really loved it. I haven't read many paranormal romances. And this was definitely, based off of what I've heard from other people, a very Allie Hazelwood paranormal romance take. Um, it's her own version of like a little Omegaverse kind of, minus some of the aspects of Omegaverse. But um, I really loved Misery's character. She was a very interesting character, especially from Allie Hazelwood, because she's very pessimistic. And I feel like a lot of Allie Hazelwood's female characters are very like, optimism, everything's yay, um, like very bubbly people. And she was very much like, I literally hate you. And I loved it because that's me. Yeah. Um, and I really enjoyed just like, it was a very refreshing book from Allie Hazelwood and I haven't seen anybody say a bad thing about it yet and that's exactly how it should be um because it was a great book the story had me hooked I, it was a little slow like literally just the first chapter like the first chapter I was like what the hell is going on yeah but then you get to the second chapter you're like okay this all makes sense I'm loving it I'm into it yeah it was very fast-paced um like Sophie said the tension was unreal when you get the spice I was like barking like Woof, yes it's yeah it was rewarding yes and um the, just like the dynamic between the two it was a very good setup and I loved all the side characters that we got I'm excited to see where the second book goes um because like Sophie said it is very open-ended and I'm very intrigued by the characters that it's going to you know like revolve around so I'm yeah. interested and I cannot wait for that one so Bride was one that was on my favorites list, but the second one on my favorites list was um, Ready or Not by Cara Bastone, which, like I said before, comes out on the 13th of this month. And Sophie read this a couple months ago, I think November, I think. Yeah, I want to I say, yeah, it was near the end of last year for sure. And oh my god, I this is definitely like a woman's fiction with a sprinkle of romance. Um, it's definitely probably the best accidental pregnancy I've read like out on a limb is as a romance book but this I think really showcases the just the journey of pregnancy and what it's like to be a woman who was not prepared to be a mother and kind of the fears and the emotions and just like the ups and downs of being a pregnant woman and being a single pregnant woman and being like oh my god I have to figure my life out like, I have no idea what to do. Like, how do I be a mother? And I thought it was very, very beautiful. I thought it was a great take on an accidental pregnancy. I loved the female character. She was incredible. Um, her name is Eve, and I love her. I love her to death. She is so relatable. She's so realistic and such a genuine character. And it's kind of like, I don't want to say it's a love triangle because I feel like that turns people off. It does have like a little love triangle vibe. Um with the the father of the child 
and somebody else who I will not tell you because you need to just like figure it out for yourself. Like that was. Can I just add something? I think um, Cara Bastone took three tropes that people stay away from and made them the most like amazing possible outcome you could have like she just handled it really really well um like to say it in I, I saw another reviewer say like this is an accidental pregnancy book where she does not end up with the baby's father but it's like the best case scenario and it is so well done and thought out that there is no neglect from either party if that makes sense it's a very all around she did it really well and that's why i say like it is there's best friend's brother in it there is some of a love triangle she doesn't end up with the baby baby's father and it's accidental pregnancy but she does it really well that i don't want that to turn people away from this book from the experience that this book has um yeah exactly i it's definitely a book where like if you didn't have somebody tell you to read it and like explain to you that it's very good <laughs> um you're probably like ooh, but i promise you you will not regret it it's it, if you don't like women's fiction you probably won't enjoy it because you know it is women's fiction and the way it's written and the the voice that the character and the author has is very much like ashley poston or ali hazelwood or emily henry where it's kind of just like they're just writing you know like the thoughts are chaotic but it's like perfectly chaotic like it's written really 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 well and it is a very yeah. emotional and beautiful story but you're also like I get you like this girl is me like I feel like she was inside my head and honestly I've always been terrified to be pregnant like I want to have kids one day but the thought of pregnancy literally makes me violently ill and terrified because the thought of my body going through all of that is terrifying but this made me feel more comfortable with the idea of being pregnant and I honestly think Kara deserves a big pat on the back for that because I, I just think she portrayed it so beautifully and I really 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 recommend this book so if it's on your radar and you're like oh maybe I should read this when it comes out this do it read it please for the love of god yeah. it was an infinity star book for me it was an infinity star book for Sophie and it's just so lovely and she's a super sweet woman she is i yeah we both dm'd her and she's just like so sweet and um when you get to the end of the book i definitely recommend reading the author's note and what she talks about in it because she does mention the fact that she wrote this i think during two two of her pregnancies and i think that that really shows in this i've never read a book where you one book i've read one book where there was like the birthing scene and it was the most traumatic Ever. but the birth scene was so wow I was like in tears because it just felt like I was literally like Eve's best friend and I was watching her go through her pregnancy and like everything about this book feels very like a warm hug and it makes you feel really connected to the characters and I really like that aspect of women's fiction because it you it's so it's all most women's fiction books kind of talk about change and how it affects your life and it's phenomenal I want to read all of her books now yeah <laughs> but yeah I just had to like add to it even though I didn't read it this month I just <laughs> I especially because it's coming out this month I definitely want people to experience this book all right so Moving on to the next book I have on my favorites list, I have Book Lovers, which, like I mentioned earlier, I did 
reread this book um this month after revisiting it um and understanding Emily Henry's writing I knew I wanted to reread it and I'm really 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 glad I did um I love this book holy moly guacamole <laughs> I've been saying that often I don't know why I'm not 10 um I I was speechless rereading it because I was like how did I forget like everything that happens in this book like all of these like little things and Nora's character Charlie's character and the relationship between the sisters like everything was just so freaking good and I I just love this book so much I really think that rereading it was like I said it's like a whole different experience and I'm really glad that I did I think that I believe in like the right book wrong time you know thing but um I think a lot of people listening know what book lovers is about but I do think that the the standout of this is Emily Henry is so good at writing just characters that are just you just get to know these characters you get to know them and they're living these lives and you get the ins and out of their lives and what they're struggling with and I think that Nora is a great representation of a lot of women right now or just like women in general like the drive and the needing to succeed needing to protect people needing to be there for everybody like she's just at her soul she is a protector and she wants to take care of everybody she wants to take care of herself she wants to take care of everybody else and she will do everything for stability I think is a big thing and I think that this book like every Emily Henry book really does focus around change and like the aspects of change um the grief in this book is is really well done um obviously I I haven't lost a parent so I can't even fathom being in that position but it's very hard-hitting reading about it because you're like wow you know um I Charlie Lastra I mean how do I even there is yeah like bark I don't know I love him I love him so much and um, I heard a lot of people going around, especially when Funny Story came out and people were getting arcs that this was like her like spiciest book. But like, book lovers, why aren't we talking about that more often? Like it has some like kick to it. And I really, I loved it. Like I was like, damn, I forgot about like the skitty dipping scene and like just the tension between them. And they are just, I love when there's a character, whether they're it's the female main character, the male main character that's like, I see right through you. I know you. I can read you like a goddamn book. And Charlie is so that with Nora. Like, he understands her and is able to be like, yep, I know you. And I'm just like, oh, I love it so much. Um, I really like the small town aspect of this book, too. Um, It's, like, just funny, like, Papa Squat. Like, there's just so many things. Like, I just love reading Emily Henry books because they can make me feel like I'm getting free therapy and then they can make me laugh my ass off after, like, the smallest little tidbit of a joke, you know? Um, but regardless, this was an Infinity Star book. I love this book. I don't even, I can't even, like, think about ranking them in my head right now. But Book Lovers is phenomenal. Like, I feel like I can't form good, like, structured thoughts about this book which sucks because I need to do a review on it but um just know that I loved it and I love the characters a lot and I related to them both in different aspects and um I 
really liked I cried <laughs> I cried at um parts near the ending and one of my initial like things that I remembered about this book that is that I didn't fully love the sister relationship um but rereading it I understood it 10 million times better and now I really 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 love it and I'm very glad that I I'm just very glad I reread this book so Infinity Star love you Emily Henry you are my favorite author so I could add a lot more about book lovers but I won't for the sake of your ears and your day because I will take the rest of your day I do plan on rereading it soon. I plan on rereading all of Emily Henry's books because I read all of them in 2022 with the exception of Funny Story and Happy Place, obviously. Um, but I read Book Lovers when it came out. Like literally the day it came out, I got my copy and I sat down and I read it in one sitting. And I remember not being able to form a thought afterwards. Um, book Lovers for the Longest Time was my second favorite Emily Henry book and honestly it is still technically my favorite Emily Henry book because I refuse to rank Beach Read and Funny Story as anything other than 1 and 1.5 so yes uh Charlie Lastra is genuinely one of my favorite male characters of all time I love that man so desperately and Nora is incredible and that book is incredible and Emily Henry could write out her bowel movements and I would read it so next on my list is a book that we both have on our favorites list and that is Business Casual um, by BK Borison which comes out in I think it is actually the same date what? as the X-Files it's July 16th okay yeah I couldn't remember if it was June or July but July 16th and I I love the Love Life Farm series. It is one of my favorite series ever. I I genuinely, I can't even talk about it. Anyways, <laughs> this book, I was very, very, very grateful to get an arc from Neck Alley and Berkeley. Um, and I know Sophie was too. But this book really surprised me. I was very excited for it. I had high expectations and my expectations were met. Um, I love Charlie so much. Charlie is an incredible male main character and somebody that I relate to very strongly. And before we re started recording this podcast, I was talking to Sophie and I was like, I mainly relate to the male main characters in a lot of books. And I was like, what does that say about me? Um, <laughs> but Charlie has ADHD and the ADHD representation isn't something that you really see that often in every romance book, um, unless you're reading authors like Maisie Eatings or Chloe Lee's, where it's like, that's their, their shtick is like yeah people but I wasn't expecting it in this book and holy crap I what well, I am Charlie our ADHD everything the way he felt about himself was so me it was terrifying and I was very emotional reading this book I loved Nova she was an incredible female character I liked her personality her dynamic she felt very, very relatable not necessarily for me because I, I was very much more Charlie, but I could also see how a lot of people would relate to Nova. And I really loved the way she handled her character. The romance is so good. The tension is so, so good. Um, I just, I loved it. I ate it up, read it in one sitting. I was crying at like 4 a.m. finishing it. My boyfriend was asleep next to me and I had the covers pulled up over my head and I was like, <laughs> and if you've read the Love Light Farm series, you know, it's a very close knit group of friends slash family and it was 
such a beautiful way to end the series. It was very conclusive. It was very beautiful. I bawled my eyes out and I'm going to miss these characters so much, but like, I know a lot of people had issues with the way that Elsie Silver ended Chestnut Springs. It wasn't for them, wasn't what they expected or wanted, but this, like genuinely, if you have an issue with it, I think you might be bonkers because I don't <laughs> that BK Borison could have ended it any better than she did because it was both conclusive for Charlie and Nova, but it was also conclusive for all of the Lovelight Farms people. And yeah. it just, it was so special and it might be my favorite. I have a lot of nostalgia with Lovelight Farms and Stella and Luca. Like they have always been my number one, but this might be, I haven't decided yet. Um, And this will probably end up being an infinity star book for me, but right now it's sitting above five stars. I don't know what to add to it, but I I really love this book as well. Um, I think, like you said, with um, the ending was just so beautiful. And I remember tearing up because I really love the Love Life Farm series. And I read them about a year ago. So, like, going back into the world was just wonderful. Um, and I I just think that she did she did a different... Um, approach to this book than the rest of the Love Light Farm series which was really really fun to read about and Charlie and Nova are just characters that kind of fly off the page you know like you can kind of just get a read on them all the little things that she builds up in all of her books in this series is just so like sweet like once you understand them it's just so sweet and it just adds so much and she's definitely does all those little romantic gestures and romantic moments and that's what I like those are little things that I just like love in books that's why I read romance because I'm like I love these things and I love experiencing them with the characters so she did phenomenal with this book and it was also um like I said earlier it was a five-star book I would say like six star I don't for some reason like I don't I need to make a six star category for myself I don't really like keep track of my infinity stars I just give them out and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I love this book. I agree. Obviously, that was also on my list. But the next one on my list is Wait For It by Mariana Zapata. And Jenna reread this book while I read this for the first time. And wow, I have only read, this is my second Mariana Zapata book. I read All Roads Lead Here a few months ago and absolutely loved it. Um, I think... If you like Mariana Zapata's writing, like it's like basically every single one of her books is a different approach to slow burn in different ways. Like she's the queen of slow burn. I literally won't take any other Don't get option. Me yeah, like I just I can't imagine saying another author because she genuinely like you're sitting here foaming at the mouth 50% of the way through because the characters are like kind of touching. Maybe. And Wait For It is just so insanely good. Like, I really like... Oh God, how do I even talk about this book? Okay. I love um, the single parent slash single guardian trope. But holy crap, the kids in this book literally make me want to, like, jump inside the book and give them both, like, a hug and a smooch on the cheek. Um, Diana's story and the strength of her character is so amazing to read about because you're like I love this woman I love her 
I really like how real and honest she is as a human being and like she will literally go down swinging for her the kids that she has and just the grief in this book is so powerful from like as you read it you'll see it's like from the kids perspective from the you know from her perspective I think it's really really beautiful and then Dallas comes in and he's just the type of person that like I love like Dallas is just so wow like I loved the buildup of this book and getting to the point where you like just see all the things come together and how much he cares for them and how much he's always there for them and it's just like he's letting Diana be the independent person that she is but he's also giving her like hey take a step back I can help you like I'm here and it's just like I love that dynamic because I think it's just like so powerful to read about someone that literally spends their whole life taking care of other people and then somebody else comes in and is like hey I can help you I can take care of you and it's just like so sweet. It's so there's so many moments that I can recall in this book where I was just like, ah, Jenna, what the heck do you mean? <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's so good. It's I would say like I guess I don't know my rating scale is fucked, but I'd probably say that it's like an Infinity Star book. I just like put five stars on it, but I love this book. I cannot wait to read more Marina Zapata, but her writing is genuinely so amazing. Like, I just, I, I, I understand when people say that they don't, they're maybe like, she's just not for you. Like, if you don't think that you can like read a 500 to 600 page book of like a buildup, I do think that she dives kind of into women's fiction though, because you're reading about these characters and their quote-unquote mundane lives and seeing their journey and seeing their everyday lives and then it's a very realistic interpretation of how relationships actually develop it's not like a lot of you know romance books are pretty fast-paced they're for under 400 pages and there's time jumps and stuff but Mariana Zapata like shows it she shows those moments that when you think of your own relationship or you think of that this guy that you like or whatever, this partner that you're with, you look back and you're like, I remember this time in the kitchen we were talking and our hands grazed. And that was when I was like, oh, you know, like it's just like those little things that you like as someone that's in a relationship, I can look back at my own relationship and remember like specific moments where I was like, you know, gaining attraction or feeling like our relationship was like taking off into a more personal level and I think that she does that really well and um she focuses on the character stories while also focusing on the romance and I love reading about people's lives because you're reading a story I love reading that so um that was my spiel I don't know if any of that made sense because clearly I'm struggling to explain my love for this book but I hope anybody out there um if you haven't read marina's Potter, definitely try her out because she's phenomenal i've been respectfully waiting for you to sh- stop talking because i need to be let out of my cage um mariana's now i don't mean that in a mean way i mean like i literally was trying not to interrupt you because i wanted to just join in to what you were saying like that entire time um i won't speak too much about it because this wasn't on my favorites list it was my honorable mentions because it was a reread um, and I kind of wanted to give space to the new books that I read for my favorites list. 
But Mariana Zapata is one of my auto-buy authors. She's one of my favorite authors of all time. I'm slowly but surely making my way through her backlist. I've read the bulk of her more popular books like Colty, Wall of Winnipeg and Me, All Roads Lead Here, Wait For It, Luna and the Lie, Underlock, um, From Lukov with Love. Like I've read those ones and I'm trying to get into her older stuff, but wait for it. <laughs> God. Um, genuinely, I read this book back in October of 2022. Okay. There has not been a day since October 2022. I think I read it on Halloween that I have not thought about Dallas and Diana. Dallas Walker can walk me like a fucking dog. I love that man so much. He is such like, I need to take a deep breath. Um, Like Sophie said, Mariana Zapata like literally takes you through the journey of like two people falling in love. And what I think I love the most about Wait For It is like, I feel like out of all of her books, this one has the most like little bits and pieces of like them falling in love, especially Dallas, because you don't get his point of view. But there are so many little things like this man like is such a grumpy little asshole. Like, but there's things that you notice that he does for Diana that like he wouldn't do for somebody else. And like he's not like a mean guy, but he's also like, no, like whatever. Yeah. Um I the oh, I don't know. I would probably be put on a watch list if I explained the feelings I have for Dallas Walker. Um, <laughs> but I feel so strongly for that man. And Diana is genuinely one of my favorite female characters ever. I think she is so, so, so relatable and so realistic. And I saw somewhere somebody said that Diana gave her secondhand embarrassment. And I was like, how? Like, that, like genuinely, I was like, how did you, how? What do you mean? From what? Or being a person like yeah what do you mean and I'm all for people having their own opinions but that was like bonkers to me um I love that book so much I used like six packs of tabs on that book <laughs> like genuinely that book is filled to the brim um and is a book I will forever reread. I love Mariana Zapata so much. She is a sweetheart. Her slow burn is the best slow burn I have ever read. And if you are looking to get into slow burns, her books are on Kindle Unlimited, some of them. Highly recommend. And she's just incredible. Her books are incredible. I am gonna have a mental breakdown. Just read the book. I don't I don't it's like one of my favorite love stories of all time. Like yeah. every other romance book. It is one of my favorite love stories of all time. And I could say so much more. And I really want to do an episode on Mariana Zapata once Sophie has gotten around to reading her books in full, um, because that woman deserves more respect and more love. And I'm yelling at you right now to go read a Mariana Zapata book. The next book on my favorites list um, is The Ex-Vows by Jessica Joyce, which I got an arc of from NetGalley and Berkeley. Sophie started reading this at the end of January, finished it in February, so it's not on her wrap up but she did read it um wow I don't know <laughs> if I can actually speak about this book um I, oh I, yeah um I love this book so much I had visceral reactions while reading this I bawled my eyes out actually at the end and I had to dm Jessica Joyce and say like what the fuck are you doing to me 
yeah. who allowed you to write this in a book because what the hell like I, I'm not okay um it was like one of those like cries where you're like holding it in and then like just like that one thing like it's like the straw that broke the camel's back and then you're just, yes like, oh, sobbing and you're just like ah, yeah ah. Like, my boyfriend like he's like are you good and I was like <laughs> like I can't I can't Eli and Georgia are two incredible, incredible characters, both relatable in their own ways, both very realistic in their own ways. I personally relate to Eli's character more than Georgia's, but I know that like Sophie and a lot of other people that I've seen talk about the book relate to Georgia. And I just think personality-wise, I'm more Eli. But like Georgia struggles with like abandonment issues. Like that's like her main... I don't want to say flaw, but, like, her main character trait throughout the book is, like, her abandonment issues and how that goes into the choices she makes, the friendship she has, how she treats people, etc. Um, she also has a lot of anxiety, and so does Eli. Eli also struggles with anxiety, which is a big part of his character. It plays a large role in their story, um, and I related so heavily to him. I related to Georgia in different ways, and their love story is so beautiful. It's the second chance romance um forced proximity like best friends to strangers to lovers to I, I don't even know it's just so good it genuinely is such a beautiful realistic depiction of like a second chance love and yeah. people that like are genuinely meant to be together but life gets in the way and I think Jessica Joyce did an incredible job at portraying like those emotions of like I still love you and I still wish this worked out but we grew into two different people that couldn't work at that point in time and like kind of just like emphasizing the fact that like it's okay to choose yourself and I think that's what Georgia did originally with Eli and like the way that their relationship panned out and you get more information on that as you read but like kind of like I don't know like you have to do what's best for you and like yeah everything will be okay in time whether that be that person comes back into your life like if they're meant to be it will like be you know yeah. what I mean? so I don't know it was so emotional and so beautiful and I <laughs> it's so special and that's a book that will really really stick with me I definitely think it is an infinity star read um and I, I uh, exceeded my expectations genuinely like if you loved you with the view and that was like your favorite book of like 2023 or something like i guarantee this you will love yeah your favorite of 2024 and you'd probably love it more than you with the view because i loved you with the view and i was like hold up man homegirl <laughs> came back stronger than ever <laughs> she said the second book rule does not apply to me she no. was like she cooked oh my god i know I, i'm trying to be I'm trying not to talk about this because I should talk about it in my February in our February wrap-up episode, but oh my god, this is like genuinely like I finished it and I texted Jenna and I said, I think this might be one of my favorite books ever. But I was literally like sitting there just like choked up. And Peyton was like, my boyfriend, sorry. He was just like, Are you are you okay? And I was like, read this. I like I was he was like, What do I read? Because I had it highlighted. It's like this paragraph, and he was like, and I was like, Yeah. And I said, is this fucking play about me? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know that fucking that euphoria quote? Um, I'll, I also want to add that the tension and the spice in this is actually inc incredible. Oh, um, gagged. That's all I'll say because I might 
start foaming at the mouth. Foaming at the mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Like a rabid. We love you, Jessica Joyce. We love you, X Vows. We love you, Georgia and Eli. We love you. <laughs> some kisses. Oh, also just wanted to say that the like the setting and the plot of this book is so fun because it's like them like remedying a, their best friend's wedding together, which I've never obviously like that's so unique to do. So it's just really fun. Like it's a cool setup. Yeah. To like how this book is playing out. Yeah. All right. So the next book on my favorites list is also on Jenna's. Um, she did finish this series and I have not because I went into a House of Flame and Shadow state of mind. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So it is The Book of Asriel by Amber Nicole. And oh my gosh, what a phenomenal book. And from what I've heard from Jenna, a phenomenal series thus far. Um, the third book does come out in May, and I'm planning to read the second book as soon as possible. I need to just get my head on straight after the chaos of the last few weeks. But wow, I was itching for like a fantasy romance that made me like, oh my gosh, like this is so good. And this delivered for sure. Like it was just, it's so. I keep using the word unique, but like it is a unique book. It is a unique setup. It is enemies to lovers. And this is one of those enemies to lovers where it's like, I don't know. It's just like they're actual enemies to lovers, but then you see the attraction build up very like naturally and like very, in like it's just so interesting. And I really liked the magic system. And this is such a unique book solely due to the fact that the female main character is the morally gray one where the male main character is kind of like the cinnamon roll like he he like he's not like this like i wouldn't say like he's like the sweetest little guy around he doesn't harm anybody no he's still a fantasy man <laughs> that's for sure um but diana is for some reason the first word that popped in my head was savage but like and that is so 2016 but like she is a savage like she's like when you get to the second book oh that woman i was like she did not just do that i genuinely was like holy shit this girl is like straight up this is like not to be cringy savagery yeah oh what i was like <laughs> i i love this book i really really like there's certain aspects that i'm like i like when i'm talking about it it's just like playing in my head and i really like how um, Sam Kiel, the main character, Sam Kiel says Liam. He is. Oh God, I cannot <laughs> wait for three months. I love that man. Continue. <laughs> I first of all love him. I love him, and I just loved how we got. I like something that I talk about with Jenna. A lot is like I like when fantasy books talk about like language or things that are like these characters are not from the same area because these are like fantasy worlds with so many elements and so much like world building a part of it and when you read about it like Sam Kill is a little bit behind on the times okay and then he comes back to this like modern world like kind of not necessarily like crescent city modern but if you've read Zodiac Academy or it, it's just like more modern they have cell phones they have technology he comes back he doesn't even speak the same language as his friends or diana 
and he has to learn these languages and there's like parts within this book where diana and him are like talking and diana's kind of like a sassy she's a sassy girl she's got a little spunk to her mm-hmm. and she'll just have to like explain things to him and it's hilarious like just reading like i don't i don't think it's like super intended to be funny but like it's great like it's just a cute added bonus to like such an intense plot line where you're like this is adorable and one of my favorite parts is they make pinky promises and he doesn't know what a pinky promise is and she like explains it to him and they make these little it's adorable lines where he's like are we going to wrap little fingers around each other and there's this there's a line where she says like i'm kidding and he's like well i am not this word kidding as you speak of like it is so adorably funny and it's amazing love it so much yeah it the romance is so good the tension is so good there's only probably like one or two spice scenes but i think that i heard book two has more from online and from you and i cannot wait to get to that but i also think that this was a the plot is whiplash insane it is just so like it i really love reading indie authors because i read them and i'm like girl you are amazing you should get more recognition and this was one of those things like she's an indie author for fantasy and that is a hard league to be in like it really is it's not an easy place to be an indie author but to be an indie author that writes fantasy people just don't trust you like as much and they don't um they're not gravitating towards those books because people don't talk about them a lot a lot of big names and I feel like with fantasy more than like romance and other genres, like you are more likely to be subjected to comparison, especially to the big authors like Sarah J. Mass and like really just Sarah J. Mass. Um, and that's tough. Yeah. That's a tough field to have to like stand on your own two feet and like stand out in. So. And she did it like this. I love reading fantasy books where I'm like, this is insanely, like, I, I can't even believe she made this world. Like, it's just so cool. Like, I think that's part of the reason I'm so gravitated towards fantasy because there's so much added things into it that it's like, I'm not guessing. I, sometimes I guess where the storyline is going, but it always takes me by surprise. And it's kind of like so interesting to be in this completely different world than what we are used to. And it is so it was just so such a good experience i really love this book i couldn't like it i read it really i read it really fast for a fantasy book and the writing is easy to digest like it's just so it's so good and i really hope that um more people start reading her more because she really deserves the attention she's a i loved it i loved it so much and i can't wait to get to book two i need to get out of my little post House of Flame and Shadow fantasy slump and get in back into it because these characters, this story, everything is just so good, so crazy. That's all I have to say <laughs> for now. Um, <laughs> oof. I, it's funny because I've read the second book. So you saying that the first one is crazy, I'm like, girl, you better buckle up because <laughs> you are in for a ride. And that's like, that's how good it is the fact that she can make two books connecting and have the second book be just as if not more crazier than the first one and i really 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 loved these books 
I was in a chokehold and I still I'm I still think about them. It's been like two weeks since I finished the second book and I'm still thinking about it. Sam Keel is literally in my top ten of fantasy men. Like probably like, just falls below the SJM men and Lance Orion. Like he's I think number seven on my list. He's high up. He's like, high up on that list. What's high up? Um I am obsessed with him. He is a sweetheart. He his development and Diana's development throughout the story is incredible. And it's it's interesting because the first book leaves off on a cliffhanger. And what happens at the end of the first book really, really changes the trajectory of specifically Diana's character. And she enters her villain era to the full extent and it was so interesting to see the way her character developed in the first book and then go back a few steps and revert back into like this very angry almost like vile like she had no remorse for literally anything and i loved it because it was like you know what i get it like if i were you if what happened to me like what happened to you and happened to me I'd be the same way um and it was so it made it so much better to watch her character develop and grow through what she went through and it also kind of spurred on Sam Keel's development in its own way as well and the second book does end on a little bit of a cliffhanger um I'm not losing my mind over it though I can wait till May I don't want to but I will and oh it's just such a unique storyline and I don't think I can't think of a fantasy book I've read that really reminds me of it maybe the chaotic nature of it kind of reminds me of like Zodiac Academy but like also at the same time it's not the same um just the characters are so unique and the plot twists are genuinely like I sent Sophie time lapses of me reading like the last like 30 percent of the book and when I say my jaw was like on the floor like open on the floor like I had to pick it up and close it manually because of how shocked I was like there is no way in fucking hell I could have predicted what was going to happen like I genuinely was like and just the way she ties it all together and it's like oh like there's little hints that she'll drop and you'll be like oh whatever and then you're like oh okay uh, what's gonna happen now um, yeah. like it was just insane and I can't wait for the third book Sam Kill and Diana are they're <laughs> I love them so much I don't want to cry um they it just like they go through so much and I will say this is pretty slow burning because I mean you get romance in the first book and then shit happens and then you have to go through it all again to get them together again so it is pretty slow burning to be honest like you gotta read like a lot of the book to get spice to get like full-blown shit the second book's different because diana knows how sam keel feels about her so he'll be like oh but i love you you know (laughs) (laughs) just because he's sam keel and he's incredible and i love him so much um but yeah i love these books so 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 much i have a review going up on my instagram soon where i will go more in depth in my thoughts and just like go feral over it but um it's just I 
I'm so happy I read it finally. It's been on my radar for a while and I, I it was genuinely like one of my favorite fantasy series I've read and just so special and unique. And if you've seen it and you're like, hmm, maybe I'll read that, read it. It's on Kindle Unlimited. You have no excuses. Thank you. <laughs> Real. So next on my list, which is on both of our lists, and we can't say anything about it because anything we do say would be a spoiler. And like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, we will have an episode on it eventually once more time has passed but it is house of flame and shadow by sarah j mass i know we both gave it five stars and i think i speak for both of us when i say holy fucking shit what the fuck was this book oh my god what a ride yeah <laughs> like j- we will have our reactions like non-spoiler reactions to us reading the book um up soon um, yeah as we're recording this it'll probably be up by the time this is out but yeah uh, our reactions to reading part of the book will be up and I speechless honestly it yeah it was I think the only thing that we can say it's wonderful to be a part of a SJM release for the first time ever like it's such a fun experience to be able to experience that we went to a midnight release party you know there's just so much hype that goes around these books and we are so connected to her stories and her as an author is we applaud her she's you know in our favorite authors list so um it was wonderful to be a part of a release and it was a very anticipated book and it was five stars for both of us and wow and i hope anybody listening that is finished or still reading i hope that you're enjoying or i hope you have enjoyed and what a journey but because we can't say anything about that book (laughs) because good lord um the last book on my favorites list is if only you by chloe lease which is the sixth book in the bergman brothers series which second to last yeah and she has been yelling at me to finish the series for months now i said okay fine i'll do it um i get wow oh my god this might be my second favorite book in the series my first is the second one which is always only you um but this one holy moly guacamole as sophie would say i love this book so much it is so good ziggy is honestly me (laughs) like i think i relate a little too strong i was pushing that on you so much i was like you're gonna relate to ziggy this is gonna be your favorite i know it (laughs) (laughs) ziggy is you like you need to read this book and i'll go okay Finally, a female character I relate to. Um, and it's not just the man. Um, but... <laughs> Which is so funny because that book is like a male main character I relate to. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like every Chloe Lee's book, there is an incredible amount of representation in this. Ziggy is autistic. Um, and it's great representation of that. And I think like a different side of autism than you see in a lot of books where it's like she's sick and tired of being babied because she has autism. And she's yeah. also youngest um right she's the youngest person yes. so and i think it's more like farther down the line of her autism diagnosis it doesn't happen like on page and you kind of see it earlier in the series so i think it's interesting that she you know like once you get to this point she's like kind of exhausted of it like she's like okay guys you know being like innocent little ziggy that like everybody babies and feels like they have to like tiptoe around and protect her she's like no I am a grown woman let me make my own decisions let me do what I need to do and I love that I love seeing the development of that and Sebastian (laughs) um 
do y'all mind if I bark real quick? Because <laughs> no? that is lit. Like, I don't even know what else to say. I love that man so much. He has uh, celiac disease, which you find out in the book. And that's something that Sophie really related to. And I loved that she got to have that representation because, like, one of her favorite books is um, With You Forever. With You Forever. I couldn't, I can never remember the titles of these damn books. <laughs> I can't remember which one's which, but you was in it somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, she related a lot to like the gluten intolerance and like the stomach troubles that was in that book. But this is like directly celiac disease, which is something that Sophie has to deal with, unfortunately. Um, my heart goes out to you, homegirl, um, because my entire diet is gluten. I literally couldn't imagine not being able to have it in my life. But anyways. Sorrows, prayers, sorrows. <laughs> um, <laughs> I really loved the way that Chloe Lee's incorporated this into the story because Ziggy being Ziggy was like, okay, we're going to tackle this together. I'm going to get all these recipes and we're going to order groceries to your house and we're going to figure it out. Like, it's okay. And this is like such a unique story, like romance, because it's like they weren't friends. They didn't know each other. It's like strangers to friends to like basically like fake friends because it was like for reputation's sake to lovers. And I freaking love this book and honestly you know what maybe this is crazy their dynamic reminded me of Reich and Daisy from the Addicted Calloway series Ooh. Because, well Ziggy and Daisy are very similar personality wise and I think Sebastian is kind of like a mix of like Lauren and Reich but he's, me a little, like, he's not like a grump he's just like he's been through some shit yeah. And he's just not like he doesn't like let people in easily. And Ziggy's like, boom, 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 boom. She's like, you're gonna let me poke, in. poke, poke, poke. <laughs> yeah, like it was kind of more like the Ziggy pushing the boundaries of like their friendship, being like, I know you think I'm cute, like just admit it, you know what I mean? And like that was Daisy and Hot House Flower, and Reich was like, literally shut the fuck up. Like I think he might have actually said shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's what he says all the time. Um, but. Like, kind of pushing the boundaries of, like, hey, I know you like me. Like, what's up? You want to do something about it? Like, that was very much, like, Ziggy and Sebastian's dynamic. And, girl, I don't blame her. <laughs> I'd be like, um, would you mind taking your pants off? <laughs> like, no, Sebastian, up. out of the whole series, like, that man is... I, Speechless. I He's, like, he's... He's the guy out of the series that I'm like, because like, um, celiac disease couple. What's interesting about the Bergman Brothers series, which I feel like is similar to Emily Henry, where like the men are very like normal looking, like they're nothing like, oh my God, just like these big Swedish giants. Like, you know what I mean? Like they're not crazy, physically attractive men, like blah, 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 blah. It's like their personality, the way they treat you, the way that they, they exist and like, that makes them so attractive, but Sebastian is like genuinely like fine. He's life. a hockey player too. It's a hockey romance, mm-hmm. and um, just wanted to add that he uh, he does in fact dress up as a fey man or Ziggy. Yeah, <laughs> I was gagged. I was he, speechless. Like, he like kind of dressed up as like the Bergman brothers, like Reese. Like yeah, yeah, literally. So I was like. Holy Lisa is an SJM fan, I'm pretty sure, too. So I'm I'm like, because doesn't he have wings? Like, he has wings. Yeah, and he has the elf, like, the fey ears. Mm-hmm. I was, 
<laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna fucking lose my mind talking about this book. I literally, I like, can't. I, it, I, if I didn't have, like, there's something about Ren Bergman. I don't. I literally. I okay. Also, Ren and Steph. Uh, not Stefan. What? Ren and um Sebastian. Sebastian are best friends. Friends. And Ziggy is Ren's little sister, so it's best friend's little sister. It's like he's like the bad boy, and everybody's like, "You better stay away from Ziggy. Like, you're a bad influence. You're not." Blah, blah, blah. And Vigo like, the whole time. Yeah, but the thing is, is like Sebastian is like deep down like such a fucking sweetheart, and he would literally lay his di- life down for Ziggy. Like literally five minutes into knowing her, he's like, "I will protect this girl with my life." And I am just—they have the most unconventional way of like actually fully meeting each other, like she it's not a spoiler it's like literally the first chapter she throws her underwear off because she's like overstimulated and he catches it and he's just like you want these back not happening but it's like with context it's better that's it sounds a lot creepier than it actually is um because i'd be like yeah keep them go ahead do what you want i don't care <laughs> um but holy toledo this book is so good and i think i speak for both sophie and i when i say that if you are considering reading the Bergman Brothers series, this is your sign to fucking do it. They're being re-released. They're almost all out. I think in April they'll be fully out or March. April, yeah, because that's when the last book gets released. Yeah. Um, the first six will be fully re-released by the end of this month. Because yeah. the sixth book is re-released on February 20th, I think. Um, so you have no excuses. They are so freaking good. If you like Allie Hazelwood read chloe lee i'm yeah. just saying if you like Maisie Edith. also just like if you want to get more educated on like so many different like disabilities mental health um sexualities she includes like sexuality representation like this is a series for you she includes so many forms of representation and i genuinely applaud her so much like she researches these it's not like she has everything you know what i mean and um I it's put just, in the research to do this. Like, yeah, I'm accurately represent these groups of people, and like, I'm just she has her- she sets out her books to people that have the specific representation that she's trying to, or the specific thing that she's trying to represent, and make sure that they, you know, almost like fact check it and make sure that it's like applicable to their own experience. And I just really applaud her as an author. Like, it is phenomenal. She's a sweetheart. Truly. Yeah. She's she's Auntie Chloe. It's mm-hmm. Mother Emily, Mother Allie, Auntie Chloe, Auntie Jessica, and Auntie Queen Sarah J. Mass. <laughs> Auntie uh Ashley Faustin. Like she's genuinely I if you're looking to diversify your reading and have it be a fun, easy, quick read that will keep you interested, make you feel relatable, like or feel like you can relate to the characters even if you aren't autistic or you don't have celiac disease or you don't have whatever the character has you will still find things relatable within them yeah and and we will talk about this when we do like our representation episode um but she does an incredible job at not making it like the center of like this person's entire existence and like i think just like it's an important thing to talk about and have in a book regarding things like autism because a lot of people don't realize that they're like people outside of being autistic they're yeah you know what i mean and i think that like chloe least does an incredible job at being like hey 
like person yeah. language like just because I'm autistic doesn't mean that's the only thing about me like you know what I mean and I don't it's, Sebastian was like so relatable with how he like handled celiac disease too like it was such a completely like having two characters have one taboo chronic illness like no one wants to fucking talk about stomach problems it's not sunshine and rainbows it's easier to be like hey i have you know chronic pain that affects how i walk or how you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and stomach issues are just not something like you don't want to go up to someone and be like yeah sorry i was just like having trouble in the bathroom Mm -hmm. Uh, but i really like how with rooney she had you know gluten tolerance she had food allergies but she also had like actual like you know kind of like chronic ibd so she's like using the bathroom often it's an ongoing issue for her and she has to use a hot pack and that was like all things that i do in my own life and then you get to sebastian and a lot of his was like he already has so much going on internally with his self-esteem with his like his personal just like his mental health really and you get to his diagnosis and he's like oh man like everybody has basically like not to be like super emo by saying this but like he feels like he's failed everybody and then having his own body fail him was like this like the straw the last straw yeah it was just like so interesting to have that be his story and like how it's interpreted and then as someone who went through like the celiac disease process and how grueling it is it's a like not an easy experience um because it affects so many aspects of your life that you never realize because you're not exposed to it until you really you either have someone that you know or you've went through it yourself um but i think that sebastian's um story is so so unique and so relatable but also having ziggy which is she's a phenomenal character i wish i had a ziggy you know what i mean like at that time in my life i would have loved to have someone that was like I'm going to help you. I'm going to make sure that you don't feel overwhelmed by this. Like, it's just so beautiful because, like, I guarantee a lot of people that have chronic illness or something relatable to these stories definitely, you know, either they had their own situation where they can think of someone in their head of, like, this person helped me through this time or they're thinking, like, I wish I had somebody like that. Like, this is so beautiful to read, you know? So I love Chloe Lee's. I love this book. Uh, wow. Um my only honorable mention this month was well i have two but out on a limb i did reread it this month like i said earlier i'm not going to go into it super in depth but infinity star book if anything it just solidified that place for me even more um i love this book a lot and i reread it on audio i really recommend if you are an audiobook person um the audiobook is wonderful I loved it so much and if you are planning to do a reread for any reason I and you want to listen to the audio I definitely recommend it um and then I also want to mention Last Call at the Local which um is by Sarah Brunder Ruiz I think yes yeah I think so I don't I um, that I don't. yeah if I if we butchered it I'm apologize um Berkeley sent this to me. Very grateful for it. It was a wonderful book. It had ADHD and OCD representation. It's like me and Jenna. Eh. <laughs> um, as we've been talking about representation, it's always lovely to read. It's a, it's so wonderful. I just, I, I, I think that I'm able to connect to the characters on a deeper level because it's so 
interesting to see representation and how it affects the characters. It adds a lot of depth to them and adds a lot of like extra impact to the story. Um, and this one was really fun and I really I recommend this to a lot of people um, because it's a short and sweet. It's an interesting book. It has both characters are just like very likable and amazing and it's not from my knowledge it's not like super spicy or anything like it's just like a very beautiful story about falling in love and really like taking chances like it was just like big on taking chances because I yeah it was one of my first books of February um it was a five star for me but I think that's if you write a character with ADHD representation and it's accurate and it's not just, oh, I can't sit still. And it actually like dives into like the reality of like the emotions and like hyperfixations and how you feel about yourself and the people around you, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you're automatically like five star unless the book is fucking god awful because yeah. I, I, it's so important to have like that insight into ADHD because I don't think a lot. Yeah, because it's stigmatized. So yeah. it's like every basically every single adhd representation i've read is it takes a different approach each time and i think that's really fucking awesome that's really cool like it's just so awesome that authors are being are being able to shine light to different sides of having adhd i also Um, because i'll talk about it in my february wrap-up but um my boyfriend has ocd and the OCD that is represented because there is different types of OCD it's not just germs and keeping things straight and organized um and that's very important um he has very similar OCD and intrusive thoughts to what my boyfriend has um and I was like is this fucking play about us <laughs> what's going on here um I was like okay um I'm being perceived a little too much here um, but- <laughs> I loved it and very, very, very strongly recommend. Yeah, the OCD was insanely good. I love this is my first, I think this is my first OCD book, um, from my knowledge. Um OCD is not about keeping things in order, and it is most people I talk to or most things that I've seen, um, you know, or when I talk to my own therapist, is it's mostly intrusive thoughts and it's dark. It is not I need to move this or I'm going to freak out. It's like, hey, um, your family might die if you don't do this. And I was like, reading this book, I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of relate to this. Yeah, like the male main character in this has like, quote unquote, violent OCD thoughts, like not things that he actually wants to do to people. But it's like, I could pick up this knife and kill somebody right now. Yeah. It's such an intense, overwhelming thought because from my experience dating somebody with OCD um, and being friends with Sophie who does have OCD like that's on replay in your head like it's like oh yeah it doesn't go away yeah and you'll be sitting there like no I don't want to murder this person you fucking psychopath and it's like but do you are you sure yeah are you sure and it's like his like internal like like spiraling of being like am I literally just a psychopath? Like, am I a sociopath? Like, is, is the OCD diagnosis fake? And, like, I think a lot of people with mental health issues, um, regardless of what you have, like, it's a lot of mental health is, like, guilt, doubt. Like, am I really feeling this way? Because it's such a, it's such an isolating feeling. Like, you can talk to as many people you want about it, but you never, like, truly can explore you know, for the fact. 
yeah because everybody's brains works differently like it's just so weird to like have an ongoing thing that like plagues you every day and be like am I even like am I valid for feeling this way especially with something like OCD where it is so stigmatized and people really don't grasp that it's more than just like oh I need to wash my hands if I touch something that somebody else touches or and everything needs to be straightened and in order like no and like people that are like oh my god I'm so OCD I need to have like my underwear needs to be organized a specific way like I'm so OCD it's like no you're actually like really invalidating OCD as a diagnosis and yeah is like like I don't think people understand that there are people out there that like if their underwear or their clothes are not organized in a drawer a certain way their brain will be like yeah so if you don't do this this way your mom's gonna die tonight and it's like like it is like I don't have it but it is like it's terrifying it's It's just thing to like both like be somebody on the outside like oh my god I wish I could help you but there's yeah you literally yeah and I think that that's the important part of this book is the fact that they see each other so well and he actually it's set in ireland right ireland mm-hmm. yeah and he says an irish phrase like a beetle recognizes a beetle because mm-hmm. he once they opened up to each other about their diagnosis he was like we have completely different diagnosis but i can like relate to you in many aspects like you're not alone in this and if you you know feel comfortable please explain i'll be there for you i recognize the issues of mental health and what I go through and like to be able to put that baggage out is like hard it's not easy especially with their story it's very like strangers to lovers like these people do not know each other in the slightest literally meet each other in the first chapter yeah and like just the little things that like you catch on to like oh this person has ADHD oh this person has OCD like you can tell and I really like um like with my own OCD, I have the thing to reverse it, these negative intrusive thoughts. And you see Jack do that. And I think that's like, it's just like, that's cool. Like being able to read about that is so awesome to me because it's not, it's not taboo, but like, like you said, like a lot of people are misinformed about OCD. So I think it's important to put out that correct information through a love story, you know? (laughs) So it's really cool that, you know, he has those moments where you just get to know both of them so well. And I really like how she represented ADHD too from knowing you and what you go through with ADHD. It's just so awesome to read a story and be like, the author did good by this and yeah, is like- able to spread information. I think that that's what it comes down to with representation is like they're spreading information in a way that people will be like, I don't know, like, they could go into this book not knowing much about OCD or ADHD, and they could come out and say, I read a romance book, and this is what I learned from it. Like, that's so awesome. Yeah. Like, not to go too deep into it, um, but the ADHD is similarly stigmatized to the way OCD is. Like, I think the amount of people that have been like, well, don't we all have ADHD? I'm like, no. No, we don't. Just because you, like, get distracted sometimes doesn't mean you have ADHD. I'm sorry. Just because you're hyper and, like, oh, you don't have ADHD. I'm sorry. I hate to break it to you. Not everybody has ADHD. Um, And the way that Sarah wrote the ADHD in this book was something I related to very strongly. I think ADHD goes hand in hand with anxiety and depression because when you have ADHD, 
it's very easy to feel down on yourself because why aren't you like other people? Why can't you focus in school? Why can't you do this? Why don't you feel normally? Why why are you the way that you are? And a lot of people don't get diagnosed with ADHD until later on in life because like people don't take it seriously. And exactly. I didn't get diagnosed with ADHD until I was like 20, 21 years old. I went through my entire life being like, what the fuck is wrong with me? And yeah. I related so strongly to like the female character's feeling of failure and being like, yeah, just another mistake I made. Like, that's me. I always make mistakes. Like, blah, 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 blah. And like, there's a part where she's like, I'm going to make a new rain. And she like, I'm going to do this in the morning and I'm going to do this. And it's blah, blah, blah. And she's like, actually, um, it's not as easy as just writing it out. You actually have to do it and stick to it. And that's me. Like, I am constantly like, okay, tomorrow I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. And it's going to be a part of my new routine and blah, 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 blah. And then I'm like, yeah, no, can't do that. I forgot that even existed. Who wrote that? Wasn't me. Like, I just, I really, really appreciate the way that she wrote ADHD. And it's the same thing with like Maisie Eddings. Like the way she writes ADHD is very, she has it. So um, it's just so accurate. And it makes me very emotional to read those things. Cause I, you don't see it <laughs> often. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like we fidget and yeah, I can't pay attention sometimes and I can't sit still. But like on top of that, I also just like have really big emotions and I do fuck up and it makes me feel like shit. And people call me lazy or they say this and that and the other thing. And it's like, you don't get it. Like I want to be normal. Like you don't yeah. understand. And I just really love when authors are able to reflect that really well. Um, because it isn't like an easy thing to describe without sounding like, oh, I want pity. I want people to sympathize with me. It's like, no, I don't. I just exactly wish I could operate properly, but my brain doesn't let me. And that's what, and that's why this book is so special because they, like I said, they see each other and they're able to recognize their, yeah. um, each other's issues and they see each other in a different way than other people see them. And I think that's like so special and so cool. Yeah. Like he's like it's freaking just... out about telling her about his OCD and she's like, okay okay yeah <laughs> i can help you let me know <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but that was your only honorable mention this month yeah okay well i already talked about one of mine which was wait for it and then the other two that i have are before i let go by kennedy ryan and group bound by tara dewitt before i let go is a second chance kind of like marriage in trouble a little bit but like they're divorced but like whatever um, yeah it's a beautiful 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 story it's so emotional it was a five star possibly infinity star read for me kennedy ryan is incredible i love everything she writes i can't wait to read more of her work because she genuinely is just so so good and she does such an incredible job at portraying such strong emotions and like really deep storylines um i would say like minor trigger warnings for this um, yeah definitely for like child loss divorce i guess um depression for sure like if you have really intense depression and you feel like you can't read yeah somebody else's then i i think maybe wait yeah um but a very beautiful book i strongly recommend it go into it knowing that there's very deep emotional themes and you will probably be like oh my god this is hell in a good way, but like, oh my god, I'm I want to cry my eyes out. Um, but I love that book so much, and I hats off to Kennedy Ryan. She does an incredible job all the time. 
and Rootbound by Tara DeWitt. Oh, freaking fucky frick fuck fuck. Um, I love that book so much. It was a five star read for me, and I love Tara. Like I've said before, she's an auto she's an autobi author for me. Um, she's incredible, super sweet, super funny. Um, Rootbound follows um a woman after her divorce, and kind of just like finding herself again, you know. And she goes to this small town, lots of family issues. So that was very interesting. Um, but she meets this grumpy, massive cowboy man who's like, fuck this bitch. And she's like, fuck you too, bro. Um, and then they fall in love with each other and it's so beautiful. And it's just like, she was so relatable. I cried like the last 30%. Like I was literally bawling my eyes out. It was actually unreal. Um, it's a very story of reconnecting with people um that you didn't think you'd want to reconnect with ever again in your life and finding love like true love and dealing with like divorce and like the kind of aftermath of that and like the way it made her feel and the male main character was incredible I love him he has his own depth that I wasn't expecting and it was beautiful and I love that book I think it's my third favorite Tara DeWitt book next to savor it and funny feelings but like funny feelings and savor it are like kind of like one in 1.5 so it's technically my second favorite but um yeah great book recommend it it's on kindle unlimited and it's being re-released physically in the u.s at some point this year i don't think until the fall um but you can get the paperback versions via blackwells and probably waterstones um in the uk so if you're open to doing so you can get them there and they have the original covers so there you go (laughs) just me you're like oh spend your money do it (laughs) there's all the opportunities you have to do so but any hoozy daisy that is it for our january wrap-up just a little recap we both read 20 books this month and we ended it on a strong note with house of flame and shadow which we cannot say anything about yeah (laughs) Um, a lot of these were arcs that are not out yet, and I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so bad for talking about them so highly. Um, but I guess it just makes you more excited for when they come out. Look forward exactly. to them, basically. Bride, yeah. by the time you're hearing this, Bride is out. But when we're recording this, Bride is out tomorrow. Um, Ready or Not comes out on February 13th, and that is an incredible book. Please, please read it. The other ones I don't think come out until, like, July. July. So, um, Sorry. Eyes <laughs> peeled just pray time passes i guess um yeah go read the book of asriel that is an incredible book especially if you're into like dragons and fantasy and gods and like really intriguing and unique world building um yeah and beautiful men named sam keel (laughs) and go read bergman brothers please for the love of god read last call the local read bride Mariana Zapata. Read Mariana Zapata. I, sw- I will hunt you down. <laughs> I won't. I'm kidding. I'm not threatening you. I'm threatening you with a hug. So if you don't do it, no hug for you. If you do, <laughs> hug for you. Um, please. Mariana Zapata is life changing. I'm serious. Um, but yeah, that was that's it for our wrap up. Um, yeah, and we will be doing this once a month because we thought. We read so many different books and you can only talk about them so much on your 
Instagram or on our Instagram. So it's nice to be able to kind of just be able to speak our speak our truth on all of these books and uh, give you recommendations if you're looking for any. And it's nice to be able to, you know, although some of these books don't come out for a while, but like to talk about arcs is really exciting because that is, you know, it's kind of the point of getting an arc is to be able to like hype, hype them up and like say like, you should be excited about this book. Like definitely keep it on your radar. Definitely encourage people to buy it um, or read the other, like the author's other work. So yeah. Um, But that is it for today's episode. We missed you guys last week, but the next episode we have is very exciting. Yes. Uh, I hope you guys are looking forward to it and we will see you then. See you then. Forehead Bye. kiss. Bye. <laughs>